0: The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Jada, Dundalk and Cabin. We have amazing offers available across new and pre-owned petrol, diesel, LPG, plug-in hybrid and electric, Renault, Dacia and Opel range. Low AP or and zero deposit packages available. See blackstonemotors.ie
2: Welcome to Triska Decaphobia Day on Late Lunch. That's a mouthful and a half. I'm just delighted I was able to le- deliver that in a single burst Yes. Triscadecaphobia Day It is on late lunch this afternoon We'll explain in a moment It was nearly Triscadecaphobia Day In my house a little earlier this morning I put on four fish fingers For a fish finger buddy Before I made my way to studio And I forgot all about them under the grill Oh folks, I'll tell you I was so lucky I was on the phone on a call and I just thought I got a waft of something boring. Jeez, I flew out into the kitchen and I am not joking you. I was in a, within a whisker. Oh, they're incinerated. I'm not joking you. Mind you, Messi enjoyed them. He did. <laughs> No bother to the boy himself. I had to do a fresh batch myself on my chip butty with red sauce and mayonnaise. Oh, you can't beat them, really. I was lucky and it could have been a lot worse, I have to say. It shook me up a bit. Forgetful. I'm becoming more forgetful, I have to say. Anyway, good to have you with us on Late Lunch on Friday, the 13th of August. Maybe that's a clue about Triscodecaphobia. Well, we're going to talk about it for the next while with a wonderful man. He's a local historian. It's just one string to his bow. Noel French. Hello. Hiya, Jerry. How are you? I'm good. Did you, that... hear, did you ever hear a smoke alarm? That's how I know when my dinner is cooked. <laughs> well, when will I tell you? Noel, Noel, that's the thing. I replaced the batteries in both my smoke alarms, downstairs and upstairs, only about two weeks ago, Noel, right? But they're just it was on the point. You know where it was on the point? It was just starting to head yes. in the direction. Oh, they would have. I'm telling you, beep, beep, they would have been gone. But I'll tell you, the best alarm was me old snout, Noel. No, no,
1: the neighbours know here. The <laughs> <is> ready.
2: <laughs> so, no, you use it to tell you when uh, things are just about right. Is that it? <laughs> yes. Yeah, <that's about> <laughs> <laughs> Well you and Louise Walsh must be in the same cookery school that's all I can tell you she'll kill me for saying that she'll kill me so she will Anyway no listen you're with us to explain something to me that has really foxed me and probably a lot of people what is the origins of this you know bad portent around Friday the 13th I don't
1: know but I'm not getting out of bed today anyway <laughs> You know, not leaving the house. Absolutely, and if I if I see a magpie, I I I'll I run run a mile. Well, the story the story is that uh, you remember the da, Vin- da Vinci Code and 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 uh, da Dan Brown. Well, the night. Templar were an order of knights and they were supposed to have held the Holy Grail and so on. And they uh, guarded pilgrims in Jerusalem. And because they guarded people, the people were very generous to them. And they built up a huge amount of money and lands and properties throughout uh, Europe. Mm. And the king of France decided he needed a few bob. And he said, I'll take these lads down and the day he attacked them was Friday the 13th 1307 and he burnt 50 of them at the stake uh hung them and all sorts of things so uh he ended up he ended up getting all their money so uh Friday the 13th uh 1307 now other people say that it could be to do with uh, um the last supper you mm-hmm. know uh, um with thirteen people uh, in in the upper room. Yes. But look, we all have our uh, we all have our what you call them in Ireland, pushogs. And uh, uh, yes, Friday the thirteenth is terrifying, and I still uh, probably wouldn't begin something new on Friday the thirteenth. Or actually, I was just signing something there earlier in the office, and I, I actually didn't put the thirteenth on it. I put the twelfth <laughs> on it. Oh no. So, so, uh, you know, and magpies, and magpies as well. I uh, used to be, uh, one for uh, sorrow, two for joy, three yeah. for a wedding, four for a boy. I used to be awful worried about, about magpies. Mm. But then I worked out uh, something to fool, to, to, well, not fool myself, but to uh, tell me the truth that if the magpie flew to the right, I was okay. But if the magpie flew to the left, then I was in for bad luck.
2: Really? Yeah. Mad, isn't it? Isn't it just... And you no, know, I have to tell you, when I see a magpie, Noel, I salute him. A single magpie. And I hate yes. to see a single magpie if I'm going fishing or that. I just think it puts the mockers on the day ahead. I always get that feeling. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, yeah. And sure, a, a sailor going down to a ship, if he saw a red-headed woman, he'd turn around and go home.
2: <laughs> you
1: know, we all have these... We all have these things. I, I see on Facebook there, every start of every single month white rabbits white rabbits white rabbits you're supposed to repeat white rabbits for good luck on the first of every month I never heard of it before but I've seen it up on Facebook so yeah. we all, have, we all have, 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 have these things and I suppose between yourself and myself are we Christians at all
2: you know? Mm, I know what you're getting at now. <laughs> I do indeed. But here's the thing. I'm, I'm really smiling to myself here, thinking of what you said a moment ago. And it does bring it home. You know, I've done that myself. I have dodged signing something the 13th. I probably never have signed anything in my life with the date the 13th. You're right. I've got a day before or after. Yes. Yes. Isn't that uh, something else? I'll, I'll,
1: I'll, I'll, but... Uh, isn't 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 it sort of mental reason really, to think that these things have uh, such a hold over supposedly rational people like yourself? And yes, like, um, yes. You know, we still we still believe, uh, or we choose not to discount, not to disbelieve them, maybe more than to to believe them. You know. Mm.
2: And, and Noel, um, again, uh, just to reflect on what you said there. So, thirteen oh seven, the French king uh, went to town on these boys uh, on Friday the thirteenth. Or you, some people, as said, I've heard this before. The, the last supper where there were thirteen round the Lord's table, etc. But that thirteen oh seven, you believe is a significant date? Yeah, uh, th- that
1: is the one that I, yes. I've heard. But uh, I, again, you know. Uh, 13 is a lucky number in some places. We all seem to have our own uh, different uh, things and different stories. And, you know, 50, 70 years ago, there was a huge lot more superstitions and a lot of them were recorded in the school's collection in uh, in UCD. And, Mm. you know, if a painting fell... There was somebody going to die in the house, yes. You know, or if a bird flew into the house, mm. and all all these have all disappeared. They were a way of, I suppose, uh, explaining. Uh, um, you know, we, we today are, you know, believe in science and uh, uh, and all of that, uh, but uh, you know, science wasn't that well developed, and people made their own sense out out of things. And yes. They, they they saw something happened, happen, and uh, they uh, made their own explanation for it. Mm.
2: They, read uh, or, into, they read into things, so they did. That's yes. what they did, yes. They read into yes. things.
1: Or they intentionally read into yeah. things as well. Mm. Because, like, if you think of holy wells, water, clean water was so hugely important. If they made a well holy, that meant... Been that people wouldn't do anything uh, uh, wrong in the well, like yes. wash clothes or things like that. Mm. So there was a commonsensical thing behind it, uh, behind a lot of it as well.
2: Mm. Uh, if you broke a mirror, Noel, have you ever broken a mirror in your lifetime? No, 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 and I don't want to. Okay, you, and you wouldn't want to, so there you are. He's wary about that one. What about the black cat, Noel? Uh,
1: no, I have two black cats.
2: yeah. Yes. yes, okay, yes. so the yes. black cat doesn't annoy you. Anything else that you'd be a little bit wary of?
1: No, 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 those are the, the, the two biggest ones are Friday the 13th and yeah. magpie. Oh, oh, oh uh, there you and, are. And, and, and they they psychologically damaged me for years. Yeah. And I still, I still will not, as I say, the 13th. I, and I will be, I, I, no, I will get out of bed today sometime. <laughs> but, but, but I ain't going to start anything new today. I'm not going to start anything new today. Would not sign a contract for a house, sign a contract for a new job or or anything else. And I will just uh, breathe a sigh of relief tomorrow when it's uh, When it's, when it's, it's over.
2: over. Noel, I have to ask you this before you go. It's the $10 million question. If an election were called on the 13th or you had to lodge your papers, what would you do? God.
1: Uh, I'd be conflicted, I'd, I'd, and, you know they are holding elections on the thirteenth, and, and they will at at, 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 at at some stage. No, I, 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 I am very lucky with. Uh, I have great uh, great people who, uh, who support me, and uh, it would, uh, that wouldn't frighten me at all.
2: Ah, oh, uh, good on that, you, Noel. That good that on, you on you. Oh, listen, political, political matters will take precedence. Noel French, you're a star. Thank you for joining me today. Good luck. Bye bye. Take care of yourself. Bye bye. Bye bye. There you are. It is Friday the Thirteenth, and I've christened it Triskaidekaphobia Day on late lunch. Triskaidekaphobia. Yes. What does it mean? It means, and Louise, it was you that pointed this out to me. It means. Yeah, the, but I
3: couldn't say it.
2: <laughs> go on, say it. Triskaidekaphobia. I can
3: say Triskaidekaphobia.
2: Ah, there you are. You have it in one. It's the extreme superstition regarding the number thirteen. That's what it is. That's what that means. A big, long word altogether. And look at this. Um, just got a message in there from Breed. Jerry. my two grandsons were born on the 13th with 13 years between them. By God, 13 is prominent mm. in that family, isn't it? It really is.
3: No superstition there, then?
2: No, no superstition there at all. And, uh, you know...
3: I is still... it the terror of the teens because they turn mm. teens when they're 13? mm
2: I I don't know, but you you heard Noel there as well. Like we talked about this a while ago on the show as well, and it was the thirteenth, but it wasn't a Friday. But Friday the thirteenth in particular is the one that people are wary of. I wonder. We said it before. Is it a thing of the past? As Noel said, you know that people it it's gone. It was of its time that people had these superstitions and they worried about the thirteenth. Not anymore.
3: I think there's there still are superstitions people follow. Yeah
2: on this it was every
3: generation maybe some not so much anymore yeah. like it, I think um, Noel referenced it there but when I was growing up I remember people coming into a class with the rabbit's foot because it was considered lucky
2: lucky but you'd lovely. never
3: see a, anybody going round with a rabbit's foot Oh, like
2: Not at all. They wouldn't even eat a rabbit. <laughs> never, mind, you know, yeah. never mind his foot to be honest with you and it was a staple of, of the nation at one stage. Look the ones that come to mind you know yourself uh, I, I told you my daughter wouldn't let you put new shoes up on a table. I wouldn't either. Would you? No. Oh, she'd go mad. What about your superstitions, folks? Do you want to point us in the direction of a few? Is it a thing that bothers you? Is it gone? Is it a thing of the past? I'd love to hear from you today. 086-1800-658. That's the WhatsApp or text number 086-1800-658 or eighteen fifty seven one five nine five eight. if you'd like to call in. I'd never walk under a ladder, Louise. Would you? No. I wouldn't.
3: But I'd just be fearful something would fall on me rather than... Yeah, like,
2: well, I have the superstition, I have to say, of the ladder still. Do you know the way people say, oh, touch wood?
3: Yeah, yeah, i do that. Do you? Yeah.
2: i touch my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the nearest piece of timber that I have to me, to be honest with or, you, always. My mother
3: used to always say, knife to the floor, man to the door. So but if you drop a knife on the floor, you can expect a man to call to the door. Oh. Mm.
2: The black cat. I killed a black cat once in the car.
3: Did that never happen yet? Yeah? I was, I
2: was worried I, I, oh, I was worried I was another part of the country was coming back I think we were playing badminton years ago and the cat just jumped out and bang uh, that was that you know what I mean and uh, I, 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 I'd hate to kill any creature mm. uh, with my car it happened with a bird or two at times but I remember that's going back a long long uh, time ago do you have any lucky charms that you carry with you have you a lucky charm I don't think so Okay, I don't either. Uh, what about clothes or colors? Do you like colors, or do you have? Oh, you have the clothes. I'm just after thinking, you have you have the collection of clothes going back,
3: <laughs> haven't you? Old clothes. What's that?
2: No, yeah. no. But I mean, you 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 you're a great woman for uh, reusing and recycling clothes that you bought. Years ago. Aren't you? Yeah. You are now, in yeah. fairness to you, you. You pride yourself on saying, you know, I have that one so long.
3: Yeah, but I never have it's... a lucky jumper Right, anything. it's
2: not like that. It's not no. tied in with luck or no. anything like that. Oh, I see. Just I don't like
3: them and they still fit me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Great. No colours. What about colours in clothes? Do you like I like colours. Yeah, I think colours are important. And I like... has
3: that got to do with superstition? I think,
2: yeah, I think blue's a very lucky colour for me.
3: Oh, some people hate green. They yeah. They think green is very unlucky. Yeah, I think
2: blue. I, I like blue, I have to say. What's the one about spilling salt?
3: Oh, if you spill salt, it's meant to be very unlucky unless you throw it over your shoulder.
2: Really? Mm. Didn't hear that one before. Itchy or nose, itchy nose, you're going to have a fight. Someone. Yeah, or itchy hand. But is itchy hand slightly different? Itchy palm, itchy money nose. Money coming in, money going out. Oh, right. The piece of coal I mentioned before. If you, My dad, late dad, if he found a piece of coal, he honestly felt he was in luck. Whatever that was about finding a piece of coal. I don't know. It's an old one going back. The board poo. Yes. Oh, yeah. uh, if it hits you on the head, hits you on the shoulder, hits you or whatever. I think Buy a lottery smoke. ticket. Yeah, I think we woke to someone that went on their ice cream here one day from the, oh, from no. the gulls. Yes. Boop. On top of the ice cream. Yeah. Oh, I uh, hope they
3: noticed it before they ate uh,
2: it. I, yeah. I think they did. Saturday flitting. Short sitting. No, that's a Saturday. Not a Friday the 13th. But again, a superstition. I would
3: never move on a, like on a Saturday or a you know, if I was mm. in hospital or anything, I'd never
0: yes.
2: go home. Would you not? Nope.
0: Okay. I'll stay there it's under <laughs> the bed if they
3: needed the bed. Sorry,
2: in Ireland today, they'd <laughs> have you out. They'd have you out and gone. Or, you'd be on the side of the road. Sorry. Or my
3: mother used to say, never, if you're going out with somebody, mm. never buy them shoes because they'll walk away. Yeah. Or a watch because they'll notice how time flies and they'll <laughs> just leave you.
2: Interesting.
3: Happened to me once. Did it? Yeah, I bought a boyfriend a watch and he broke off with me that night. <laughs> never again.
2: <laughs> and the other thing about clothes, back to it, if I put a shirt on inside out or t t-shirt in the mornings, I'll never change it for the day. I'll leave it inside out. I, e- I, I,
3: even if it looks like... I can, do, I can do that with socks and stuff, but yes, not no, a jumper or... Oh, a
2: T-shirt, yeah, t T-shirt. A jumper might be, but certainly a shirt what or a T-shirt. What about the label? Oh, sure, fuck it. Who cares? Who sees it <laughs> now? Nobody, <laughs> nobody sees it. And you know, one thing, there's definitely one thing. Sports people are superstitious people. Very superstitious. Footballers go through routines before they go out to play, etc. I saw one about Michael Jordan, you know, the famous basketball player. He wore a pair of shorts under his shorts other shorts always because he felt they brought him great luck. You know what mm. I
3: mean? Anyway. And what about is, the hack is some kind of superstitious ritual,
2: isn't it? Mm, yes, it is. is. It? Well, yeah. well, you know, it frightens the you know what out <laughs> of the opposition when New Zealand do it. Anyway, it is Trisca Day on late launch. Extreme superstition regarding the number 13 on Friday the 13th. If you've anything to say, don't forget our numbers 086 1800 658, WhatsApp or Texas. I live in number 13 It's a lovely house, Jerry, And we've had nothing but luck since we moved into it Says a listener to us this afternoon yeah, I understand people There are some people who doesn't bother them at all Others wouldn't even go near a house that's number 13 There are some buildings who don't even highlight That there's a 13th floor in the building I've seen this in the past You know, it's a, a seat number 13 All those type of things it's, a, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Whatever it is around the 13th But well done to you and your house And good luck to you And continued health and happiness in it as well now your riddle yes I have your riddle on Friday the 13th and good luck to you with this one don't be superstitious give it a go the numbers you need 086 658 WhatsApp or text me your answer and a lovely beautiful new LMFM water bottles here we'll send one out to you little gift if you get the riddle right anyway here's your riddle listen carefully Mr and Mrs Murphy have six daughters and each daughter has one brother How many people are in the Murphy family? It's a little one. It's a short one. It's simple. Have a go at it. Yes, Mr and Mrs Murphy have six daughters and each daughter has one brother. How many people are in the Murphy family? Louise is in there. Going through the digits on her hand. I don't know. (laughs) 13th on Friday the 13th. Now, that is not the correct answer, let me tell you, folks. But anyway, have a crack at it there and see what you come up with. But uh, on late lunch, on Friday the 13th, there's one man for us, Stevie. Stevie Wonder. There's lots of superstition around these studios. And Decaphobia Friday <laughs> the <at> Thirteenth. <laughs> doing well with that pronunciation, aren't I? You're doing very well. Jeez, I am delighted with myself. Didn't get tongue tied at all. Come back to the mirror cracked. You have uh, something no, to say to me? No, it's
3: cracked. It was—I I don't know what it was. I just heard it somewhere, and I can't remember what it was. But it was something to do with if somebody dies in a house, or else you bring somebody home for a week. You are meant to either cover all the mirrors in the house, or turn them round to face the wall. Oh. Did you never hear something like that? I can't remember vaguely, the
2: whole... Vaguely, I have something vaguely in my mind Is that you're...
3: for the spirits going through the mirror? Or, I don't know. I hmm. hmm. can't remember.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that rings a bell with listeners. It does with me. I, I, you're onto something. You are certainly onto something there. Uh, what if you were born on the actual day of Friday the 13th, says a listener? calls himself the little man of the North Road. What if you were born on the 13th? Anybody born on this day, Friday the 13th, today? He's
3: probably really lucky. Hmm.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I must look at my feeds on the social media. You know the way they come up and tell you mm. friends of yours, birthday. I must have a gawk there to see whose birthday it is today. Uh, Danny was on to say that professional cyclists with the number 13 turned the number three backwards so that it looks like an a uh, B1. I know what he's saying. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. It looks like B one on their on their, on their vest. That's very interesting, indeed, isn't it? So many things that around and like the like Tour 13th. de France and stuff like that. Yes professional cyclists who have Let's 13 have a they turned the number around there you go to turn the things you learn on late lunch <laughs> yes indeed coming up after two Cathy Mar joins us too. she's our regular pharmacist and she's talking about vaccinating 12 to 15 year olds against Covid uh, but uh, we're on our way now to news and weather too thank you Amanda Curran lovely to get a thanks she received her book I gave Amanda Claudia Carroll's new book The Fixer yesterday and she's delighted she's a big fan enjoy the reading I Know you will get lost in it. Um, sorry, I beg your pardon. When I get this piece back, I meant to mention this. Um, Liam was on to say, Jerry, remember, there's no room 13 in hotels. Liam says so. Um, our Louise is away in a scout to see can she find the room 13 in a hotel. I can tell you that, Liam. You prompted her to get going there, and Liam also wanted to say that a dark-haired woman. Uh, who called to your door New Year's Day with a piece of coal. Do you remember I mentioned the piece of coal? was deemed to be good luck at one stage. So that's a good luck omen. And just uh, if you were in the Drogheda train station area today, yesterday, flying one of these helicopters, little helicopter with a remote control, um the remote control, a helicopter remote control was found on the grounds of Drahada Railway Station. Now we're told helicopter, could be drone, helicopter thing. You know, remote control for one of those things in the sky anyway. One has been found at Drogheda Railway Station, Drogheda Train Station. Give them a shout there and we have the number here if you've uh, if you're the owner of that remote control for a little craft that flies in the sky. You do know about your mirrors. I'm going to come back to that in a moment. Louise mentioned mirrors that have there was a, a, a corpse in the house that people did things with mirrors in the house and you certainly are commenting on it I'll be back to it shortly I promise you but first let's say hello to one of our most valued regulars from Haven Pharmacy League Pharmacist Cathy Marr Hello again Cathy
0: Hi, Jerry, and I think I'm showing sure my age when I know most of the superstitions that you're talking about. Cathy, <laughs> no harm to show your
2: age. So it shows a, a depth and breadth of knowledge and experience.
0: Come on, it's a
2: real positive. I know what you're getting at, I know what you're getting at. Anyway, l- great to have you with us this afternoon because we've been speaking, of course, regularly and uh, pharmacies on the front line of the vaccination programme. My word, you've been um, uh, inoculating the numbers.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, Jerry, you and I have spoken along certainly I think about eight weeks ago and we were a long time waiting and once we got started, we are absolutely pharmacists around the country, front and centre and uh, yeah, the public demand has been phenomenal and it's really, really positive. I think none of us expected that Friday a few weeks ago when the 18 to 34 age group opened up and the phones that just rang off the hook and that just shows how amazing our young people are and that they seize this with both hands, this opportunity to turn the country around and, and ran with it. And I'm so proud of all our young people um, to, to do that. But obviously now the portal opened yesterday for the 12 to 15-year-olds and it's a little bit different and I'm a mum of two children in, those, in that age group to think, well, I'm very happy to receive the vaccine myself and I know lots of parents out there would think the same, but am I happy to put it into my child's arm? And that's where we're going to talk about today around getting the right information there's some stories out there, there's some side effects, and what do we do? How do you make that decision on behalf of your child?
2: So what do you say? You are a mum. Are you going to get your children or have you... Do you speak to them? You know what I mean? You know, what age do you talk to your children or give them an option or must you make the decision on their behalf?
0: Well, that's the key. That's, I've sat down with both of my daughters and said, what do you want to do? The elder the eldest one absolutely can see the benefits and I think one stage a few weeks ago wanted to go into a coffee shop and was wondering why she was asked about a Covid cert so absolutely she's almost 16 and really wants to get done but a joint decision between parents and child that's the way you do it make sure that you can sit down with your child and say here's the benefits here's the risks what do you do you shouldn't force your child to come in and have a vaccine but what is really important that they're fully informed and what we're seeing with that 16 to 18 age group, and we're seeing it with the younger teens as well. While we know that they are less likely to catch COVID, they're less likely to develop serious illness, but the feedback we're getting is that they're really concerned about spreading it. Mm. They're really concerned about spreading it to maybe granny or granddad or other people that they haven't seen in great amounts over the past 15, 18 months, and they think this will help help protect the people that I love. There's a really good section on one of the HSE website, and we've shared it on our own social media. There's a really good decision aid laid out in fantastic language that so parents and children can understand, and we've used it as a decision aid with our own to go through the facts. So I'd ask make sure that people get their information from a reputable source, not from social media as such, or stories or hearsay, but to look for the evidence and be fully informed when a parent and a guardian and a child are making that decision together. Mm. In terms of the benefits, it does provide protection for those children, particularly those with underlying health conditions. They are at a higher risk of developing severe COVID. And while children are less likely to develop COVID or develop severe COVID or have long-term long COVID, those with underlying health conditions are more at risk. So it will help to protect those. And it also helps healthy and younger children develop severe long COVID should they um, catch COVID. But as I said, the feedback that we're getting from the younger people is that they want to help prevent the spread. And being vaccinated will help. Nothing is 100%, but will help prevent transmissibility. So it will help prevent the spread to others. And that's really important. If living with someone with a medical condition that puts them at risk or for visiting the grandparents, that's the one theme that has been coming in this week to us. They want to see their grannies and granddads and continue to see them in through the winter. So what we're asking people is to contact their pharmacist, their local pharmacist, to see what information, what more can I have to make sure that I make a fully informed choice. When you and I spoke about vaccines a number of weeks ago, initially, there were about 800 pharmacies that were delivering the Janssen, the single-shot vaccine, and about 350 were delivering the Pfizer vaccine. That situation has now changed as well. There will be no more Janssen. Janssen supplies haven't been reliable, so the Janssen vaccine is going to be phased out and Pfizer will be extended to more than 700 pharmacies around the country. So we're all going to all those children from 15 upwards will be receiving the Pfizer vaccine. So they'll have a dose now and be repeated in four weeks' time.
2: And that's two shots with the Pfizer. You'll have to return for the second one.
0: Two shots. Now, it's important to remember that most pharmacies that are given vaccinations have been giving flu vaccines for more than a decade. Yes. And in that included from the age of 13 upwards last year. So are well familiar with how to handle children with vaccinations in the pharmacy. And what we find, we do think that the numbers, and we saw a great number yesterday registering on the HSE portal. We've been inundated with phone calls yesterday, but people know the pharmacist. They know the chemist that they pop into with their mum or their dad. They know, or with granny, or whatever they do, they're very familiar with the pharmacy It's around the corner. And it's fine. It's that familiarity makes the situation a little bit less daunting. the younger teenagers so we're very happy very comfortable delivering that service it's important the parents and the guardians know that there is a lengthy consent form that the pharmacist will go through with them when they do present for the vaccine and that's just to make sure that they're fully informed that they understand all of the information that is there including information around some of the very rare though very known side effects just that they know this is where we're going and then the parent or the guardian must stay with the child who's under 16 who's 15 9 to 12 for their vaccine to make sure that they're okay
2: as well. Mm. And Cathy just back to that hse.ie website is it clearly is it easy to pick up that information you speak about there that you advise parents to read and read through with their children is it it's quite easy to to navigate to get it that. It's really
0: easy to navigate to get that. If not um on our own Facebook page here from Pharmacy to Leak I did share the link yes there so it is okay. there in a PDF form and it literally is a two page document of a tabulated form, benefits, risks, and maybe if, even if you're unsure what to do now, then hold off and here's when to think about it again. So it's a really, really useful piece of information. And it is in a language that you can sit down and go through. And I think involving the 12, 13, 14, 15-year-olds in the decision is really, really important. It gives them a little bit of ownership and lets them feel responsible as well. It's really important that they're involved too.
2: You see... I've been an advocate of vaccination right from the start. I put my cards on the table here. I got all the vaccinations growing up thanks to my parents. I. My children received all the vaccinations in life and my grandchildren are receiving them now. And I do understand there is a, a tiny element of risk for any vaccination. And it's not 100 percent just, to, you know, there are people, uh, unfortunately, that, you know, will get COVID even with vaccination. But we're seeing that when you're vaccinated, it'll save your life. You won't be as sick. But look, I want to put this to you. This vaccine for children now has been through the rigours. People, you know, this is what you hear, saying, oh, it hasn't been tested Probably, We don't know the long-term implications. What do you say to somebody who says that?
0: I suppose whilst the medicine or the actual vaccine is quite new, the science and the engineering around developing the vaccine is not new. And we're very familiar in Ireland and across the world of developing these vaccines. And it's because science and medicine is so advanced that we are fortunate enough to be able to produce these vaccines rapidly enough. But they've been through the rigours, they've been through all the safety tests. And I'm absolutely fine that they're safe and effective to go with. Nothing is 100% risk free, and nothing is 100% guaranteed to work. And I heard a really good analogy yesterday by Dr. Ronan Glynn, and he described it with a seatbelt. And you and I, Jerry, spent many as a journey in a car without a seatbelt. Yes. I wouldn't dare get into one now no. without a seatbelt. And if I had a crash, I might be badly injured, but that doesn't mean the seatbelt doesn't work.
2: It's a very good analogy to it's make, Anne. Very,
0: very good. Mm. i thought it was very clear and simple. So would you know, from a safety point of view, I would advocate for the vaccine. It is the best chance we have at getting on and getting past COVID. We see what de- damage the variants can do, the Delta variant through another spanner in the works. We are looking at winter. We are looking at flu vaccines. And we're looking at how we want to navigate our lives through all of this. And I actually think the vaccines are our best chance.
2: Oh, the, I, I couldn't disagree with a word you say there. And, you know, I suppose it comes down to Cathy. I, I trust science and I trust advice. Now, in life, our trust has been undermined in many aspects. I don't have to go through this with you and other aspects of life. But I trust this. I, I, I really do. And I, 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 I honestly say to you, if you, if you step back and, and, and just think about this logically, why would anybody want to harm Millions upon millions around the world, you know, harm people. This is to save lives, protect people.
0: Absolutely. So that's where we are. But it's to make sure, I suppose, that people source their information from a reputable source and from an evidence-based source. So Mm. there will be people that have hesitancy. And that's fine too. But actually, if we look at the transmissibility. So while we're seeing the cases rise and we had large case numbers yesterday, they were largely in the unvaccinated Nothing is going to be 100%, but it still is our best chance. So we have to give it that chance. And we have to live with COVID. It's no longer mm. the short, sharp effect. on you. when I spoke 18 months ago, and yes. we did talk to, we said two years, you know, that before we even be looking at the other side of this, mm. so it was our best chance. So I think it's just what we have to do. But I'd ask people to look for the reputable source. And if they find the information to overwhelmingly exposed to take on board pick up the phone we're giving advice all day every day and that is absolutely fine it's what we do mm. um it's what we do whether it's for prescription medicine for their heart or it's what we do whether it's for a vaccine even the g- general childhood immunizations it's what we do so we're there at the end of the phone as well if we, anybody needs reassurance we're not there to convince you to have your child vaccinated mm. or you vaccinated yourself it's to give you the information to make sure that you're fully informed and that you can come to the decision yourself.
2: Okay, so contact your local pharmacy and they'll take it from there. Twelve to fifteen year olds opening now for vaccinations. And the last thing I'll say about this, I want to ask you something else just before you go. Is that if you follow the news and, and just have a look for anybody you know who has doubts, maybe uh, there's been an upsurge in cases, especially in the southern states of the United States. And now they recognise that what they're saying is that this. Now is um, a pandemic of the unvaccinated, Cathy. This mm-hmm. is where the majority, of, the vast majority of cases are, are being seen. But that's on in the States. I've just been following that myself from afar. Look, before you go, um, I wanted to ask you this because it seems to be quite an issue at the moment. Jellyfish, Cathy, and the Irish Sea, uh, it's a wash with them at the moment. And plenty of people are out bathing in the sea. Mm-hmm. If you're stung, what to do?
0: You know, you're just right. Myself and my youngest went for a nice long walk on Port Beach last night and there was a phenomenal amount of jellyfish last night. Um, so you're right, there's a lot of questions that have come in. There's a lot of wide sales around how to handle a jellyfish thing and, um, or what to do if someone that you're with is stung. So there's a few really good websites. There's information on hse.ie. There's information on beaches.ie as well. But I suppose the main thing is to make sure that any attached tentacles are removed as quickly and as effectively as possible so to do that, you need to flush the area with sting water or with seawater and then use either um, tweezers or something sharp, you know, something like at the edge of a credit card mm. or maybe even holding on, put, holding a, covering your hand with a towel and pulling the tentacles off the leg or the arm or whatever part it is, pulling it off that way. When you get stung, and you know when you get stung with a nettle, you want to rub the area straight away. You, your instinct is to rub. Mm. And actually what you say is don't rub a jellyfish thing because this may result in some further Um, Venom being released into the the soft tissue, so don't rub it, but try and rinse the area copiously with with lots of seawater. The old wives' tales would be um, urine, that's not the thing, that's that's only in that episode of Friends, so you don't have to urinate on a jellyfish thing. There are quite a few people that say vinegar, I don't see the evidence to support that, but the anecdotal Mm. would be that vinegar seems to help. And at the minute, if there's a lot of ge- jellyfish on the beach, I would say if you're going down, bring an antihistamine in the car just in case because, you know, the man-of-war, the, the la- lion's mane, they can cause quite a significant yes. reaction. So have antihistamines in the car just just in case. Um, a dry ice pack or dry cold pack is really good just to relieve that intense burning, the intense sensation of being stung, and then to watch for several hours afterwards paracetamol, ibuprofen, in case the temperature Goes up um, and then give antihistamines as well if there is a more significant reaction.
2: So that is the best advice you're going to get, folks. And the main thing is, it is our natural instinct to rub, rub, rub. Don't mm. touch it. Don't touch it. Try and get the tentacles out, as Cathy says. Use the card of your little exactly. tweezers. Bring the antihistamine that you can take those straight away, and then the cold ice pack. And keep an eye on things. If any, if it, if you deteriorate or you feel there's any issue, it's time to get it seen, isn't it? Then well, straight that's away. Exactly
0: yeah, it. that's the next thing. So you know why we can all have minor reactions mm. and allergies to things. If there's any systemic reactions, such as difficulty breathing, lip swelling um, is beginning to, or chest tightness or anything like that, palpitations in straight away, that could be in a medical emergency and that's straight into A&E. So, so it's, it's kind of keeping a close eye on it. So that's watch for several hours afterwards.
2: Cathy, you're great. So 12 to 15-year-olds, inform yourself. Make an informed decision. Contact your local pharmacy. They're on the front line. They know you. They look after you. They're right at the heart of the community. Kathy, until the next time, thank you for talking to us today. Thanks, sir. Take care. That's Kathy uh, Marr there from Haven Pharmacy in Dulic. Late lunch, LMFM Radio All oh, The answers for the riddle are flying in. You're doing well with the riddle, I'd say. Uh, 80% right today maybe 20 not did you get it Louise have you have you got the riddle uh, yes oh I'm getting the nod from the other studio she's very clever our Louise is very clever she had it straight away anyway the riddle solution to come oh Brian Barnes is joining us in a little while oh he's such a brilliant man composer, conductor and penis from Navin home in a short visit from the States uh, our artist of the week yes is Brian Adams and of course we'll be looking ahead to the weekend in sport a little later on with Leon Blanche First, your mirrors, Louise. Look at that. Where is that one there? You covered the mirrors and stopped the clocks, says a listener.
3: Never heard of the clocks. There you are. Cover yeah. the mirrors
2: and stop but the is clocks. Is that
3: just if they die or if you bring a person home to wake in the house, I'm wondering? I'd
2: say it's both. Is it? I'd, say, I'd say it's both, to be honest with you. It's, it's an old tradition. Um, Ronnie. Hello, Ronnie McGrain. Lovely to hear from you, Ronnie, this afternoon. Ronnie's son, the famous Damien McGrain, the wonderful golfer, was born on the 13th. Well, I'll tell you, did (laughs) Damien no harm, did it? It did him only good. Thanks, Ronnie. Lovely to hear from you today. Covering or turning the mirror... Uh, yes, I agree with Louise. As another listener was when someone died in the house. That listener oh, says okay. there, and somebody else saying there was something to do the mirror. I think if there was lightning, it would reflect in the mirror, so people turned it round. You know what I mean? That well, so that's another. Storm. Yes, if there was, uh, that's another aspect of the mirrors when somebody passes away. Now you've been on the hunt of the Cookstown sizzle. Come on, tell us. <laughs>
3: Thanks, Slimy. Give me a bit of work to do. So I rang around a few hotels. Now yep. a lot of them were busy, mm. um, but. Um, I got through to Knightsbrook, where the lovely Siobhan um, said that actually all their rooms and most hotels, she said, they all start in the hundreds. So there's no room 13, but there's like 113.
2: Oh, so they have a 113? They
3: have a 113. But they
2: avoid, avoid 13, per yeah. se. So there's no 13 in the Knightsbrook. Where else?
3: In Scholars as well, they have a 113.
2: Okay. But no, no 13. Nothing in there. under 100. All right.
3: Um, the Headford Hotel in yes. Kells, the lovely girl there said. Um, they have no 13. So they have a 12 and a 14, 14. but no 13. They left
2: 13 out. There you go. They left
3: 13. And I asked, was it a store cupboard or anything? <laughs> but she said no. Um, and then the lovely Christine is a load of information for us in the Glenside. Um, and she said she worked in a lot of hotels and the rooms all started a 100, 101, yeah, two, three. Yeah. It was to stop confusion with table numbers. In restaurants there, she also said because of superstitions, most hotels don't have a third floor; it's a mezzanine. That's true. Yeah,
2: that's very true. I never considered that before.
3: And in the Glenside today, there's a couple getting married, so there's obviously no superstitions Ah,
2: there. Congratulations to that they're getting married on Friday the thirteenth. They have a wedding. Louise, there are so many people bursting to get married because look at the. They take any date. I, I know somebody's cancelled. Three times and the fourth, they're going ahead now soon. They just want to get married, you know, Mm. and again, they're doing it without entertainment, without the numbers they'd like. Yeah, they just they ain't waiting anymore. So there you are. A couple are getting married on Friday the 13th in the Glenside Hotel just outside Toronto today. We wish them well. I'm sure there are people, many people got married on the 13th. Ah, on the 13th of a month Uh, and probably Friday the 13th as well which you know some people it just doesn't matter a hoot to people to be honest with you if you were doing a lottery ticket would you ever mark 13? would you? that's That's one one of of your numbers
3: numbers. is it? in in, in the draw? my, my late dad's birthday
2: I wonder how many times in jackpot wins. Oh, no, it's a mad question. Mm. It's just come to me. You know, that 13 actually was came one up. of the six numbers that came up. You
3: probably you know, could find those statistics. Oh,
2: I'm sure. That, well, the national, the, the national Lottery will have them for sure. But I'd, I'd say you'll find it came up a few times. So there you are. People who won would obviously say, oh, my God. That lucky thirteen. Um, another message just a flying into us. Keep them coming to us. 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text us on Friday the thirteenth, Triskaidekaphobia day on late lunch. I'll remind you again. Yes, again. Another lesson saying, stopping the clocks is so people will know what time the person passed away at. Oh, okay. There's another twist on that. Yeah, so the clocks stop that that very much makes sense mm. so the time the person died stopped the clocks and then people know the time stopped there with that person passing on interesting, interesting let's have a song it's Miss Alicia Keys <laughs> Alicia Keys and Fallen on your late lunch this Friday afternoon fantastic song and if you're looking for great music don't forget our Back Garden Festival with Harvey Norman and JBL, your specialists in sound this summer. The perfect way to spend a summer evening with your festival favourites. You can listen on the LMFM app or via lmfm.ie and you'll think you're at a festival in your back garden, I promise you. Now, uh, Trish has been on. Patricia from Blanchard's trying to say, Jerry, just did me bet for the top four in the Premier League Liverpool, Man United, Man City, and Chelsea. Is it in that order from first to fourth, Patricia? Anyway, I think you have the top four, that's for sure. I'd be interested to see in what order you pick them, but good luck to you uh, with that bet. Mina's been on. Hello, Mina. Mina Curran, lovely Mina Curran and Kells. She says, Jerry, 13, one of the luckiest numbers for me because our lovely daughter, Erin, was born in March 2013 and I went through a lot before she was born in terms of miscarriages. Ah, Mina, you've told me before and it's lovely you remind us about it again. So there you are. Aaron, Lucky Charm, born on 22nd of March, 2013. Thanks for getting in touch with us. Up next on the show, we're staying in the Royal County. He's Navin's finest composer, conductor and pianist. Brian Byrne is with me in a few moments. Brian Byrne, it's been too long. Angel of Broadway was the last time we spoke. Brian, how long ago was that?
4: Oh, it, um, I mean, I haven't been home in two years. And that was it's almost, it's almost three years ago. Mm. You can believe it. Um, so it's it, it, this is the first time we've been home. We I came home with the family about seven, eight days ago, and we're heading out uh, tomorrow. They're back to school, so we just saw an opportunity uh, before this Delta variant gets worse, and we're we're all fully vaccinated. and We jumped on the plane and, and came in. So we're it was it was just home to see family, and um, you know it's the first time in a long time. So we we come home to see the mother and, and all the brothers and that in the house. So it's been great. It's been great to see people.
2: I'm delighted for you, Brian. It's been a shocking, tough time for the world and yourselves included. You're in Oklahoma now, lived in LA for quite some time. What's it like on the ground out there, Brian?
4: Well, um, I mean, for, for me personally, I, 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 luckily, I've been, I've been okay because I, I tend, as a composer, you tend to lock yourself in your ivory tower anyway. And, uh, you know, 90% of my work is kind of in a room and then you go the fun part where you go to the orchestra in, in London or in Ireland or in Los Angeles, or you go and have the meetings, so, but none of that was possible. So it was 100% in the ivory tower. So we were lucky in a way that we were able to do that. Uh, but I have friends all over all over the world that are musicians, and they they hadn't done a gig in, in two years. So, you know, I, I, I'm counting my blessings. I'm, I, I can't complain. Um, but, I mean, it's, you know, I just wish more people would, take the vaccine over there and then we'd maybe get over this thing a little bit quicker, you know. Mm.
2: That seems yeah. to be the case that there is a hesitancy, but they're working hard on it now. I know the Biden administration and the approval is coming. We've had it here for some time for the Pfizer-BioNTech. That's going to be widely available as well. So fingers crossed Absolutely. it will facilitate more people getting the vaccine and your business opening up because it's been decimated, the arts.
4: Absolutely decimated. And, um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of musician friends are, are leaving uh, the business, but you know what? They'll come back. I, I have no doubt when, when things open again, and we'll come back stronger. And, and you know, the, I think I think these things will make us stronger in in, in the long run. So so hopefully. But yeah, I mean, in terms of concerts, I had I had concerts with RTE cancelled. With you know, I had a big Kurt Elling show that was cancelled, and then the Mary Black uh, concert with the Symphony Orchestra, and I had various other things. So really, I'm, I was lucky that. Working in film music and working in, in TV that 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 that's kind of got stronger during during lockdown. So I was very very lucky, you know. But the, the, I know there are others out there, so I don't I, I tend not to
1: mm. go
2: on
4: too much about it. You know, I'm, yes. I'm, I kept my blessings.
2: Did it curtail or enhance your creative juices?
4: Oh, um, I mean, really, what enhances my creative juices is the deadline and and the coffee. So if there if I have both <laughs> those things. Uh, and uh, in fact, what, what was good about it, when we moved to Oklahoma, there was a big old uh, auto shop at the back of the property, and I swore for every time I'd converted into a, into a recording studio that I could bring an orchestra down to my house. And I, I never had the time to stop, but then COVID hit, so I built this studio at the back, and now I'm able to, if, if I can't, I wasn't able to travel, but luckily, we, Oklahoma was pretty good. They, they, the orchestra members were vaccinated, and we were able to bring them down. And, and I recorded three movie projects in the back of the house. So that that was one thing that kind of uh, something I wouldn't have done, you know, if uh, if COVID hadn't hit.
2: Mm. Uh, yeah. A silver lining, Brian. You see that there are always silver linings, Absolutely. no matter how dark the the, the uh, day you is. Have to, you have to find <laughs> them. Yes. there's always a better day. You know, yeah, always there is always back to Angel of Broadway because there's exciting news here. You're adapting it.
4: Yeah, we last time we spoke, actually I can't believe how long ago, but we were we were testing the water to see if we had anything there, and we did a concert version with the RT concert orchestra and, and a cast mixed of West End and, and mostly Irish folks, uh, and that was a, hu- a huge success for us, because we, we, we did that with very little money and very little prep time, and we had a great response from the from the audience, but that, that happened pre-COVID, and, and we had plans to, you know, to kind of further it during COVID, but we just couldn't meet people so now we're back things are opening up and and we have we're we're looking to workshop it in the united states it it, but the theatrical versions which is very different than a concert version Mm. and you work out the kinks and you you try and make it more of an experience for folks and so that's that's ongoing i mean these things take they can take years uh but that's very exciting i'm right now with with casey my wife so it's that's that's a nice project to to have while there's movies and stuff going on as well so yeah we're excited about that
2: Mm. And you're busy as well. Modern Love, big following it has on Amazon. Season two on the way, and you've been deeply involved.
4: Yeah, uh, John Carney, who's the the showrunner and writer and and the brains behind that, is, I, I've worked with John since I was 24 or five when he was in Bachelor's Walk in Dublin, and then he did Once and and Sing Street, and you know, so in in some guise or another, I've helped him along the way with those films, either either writing the music for him or else just helping with orchestrations, and and John asked me what I come back and help him with season two and he has Kit uh, is it Harrington from um, uh, Game of Thrones the lead guy in that he's been an Irish guy in this it's called Strangers on a Train and it's very much a a throwback to Casablanca and those movies those film noir kind of 30s, 40s, 50s movies that had huge orchestras and uh, we were meant to record it in Ireland but I, I ended up doing half it in my studio half it in Europe and then we fake the rest of it in the box, uh, you know, with the with samples, just because the only way you could get it done. But yeah, that's coming out, I believe, in uh, this month. Um, yeah, I'm very excited about that. John is John is amazing. John Carney, he's a great Irish director, and and he's all is all is doing great things with music and film. So mm. that was exciting.
2: Ah, good to hear. What else? What else are you at currently?
4: Well, um, I just finished working on Hotel Transylvania 4 with uh, Mark Mothersby, he's a he's a composer in Hollywood and actually he got, co- Mark got COVID right at the start and he was on an event later for 12 days uh, and work, his wife is my agent in, in Hollywood so she asked me would I kind of step in and fill in the banks and help out and I ended up that was for Croods 2 a, a movie with Universal and it went so well that everything else he's doing he's kind of given me a ask for I come in and, and help on those as well so we did that and Hotel Transylvania 4 with Adam Sandler, um, that's coming out really soon. So that's kind of additional music and orchestration and helping him. Uh, and yeah, I, I mean, I, I've had a, I've had a great couple of years. I, I've done a little IMAX documentary with Liam Neeson, uh, beautiful, beautifully shot documentary on Ireland. And and we had Liam Neeson. I got Chabale. I, we wrote the song for Chabale and had orchestra. So all kinds of different fun things going on, you know
0: keeping the head above
2: water. That's ah, great to hear Brian and uh, to hear that your talent is working away there and lots of projects on the horizon. Well look at it. it's great to catch you today just before you board the plane and head away again and safe journey regards to your lovely wife, children and your mum of course and all the family well, here nice. at home and continued success to you Brian Byrne, so, we're so proud time. of you.
4: And tell Louise I was asking for her, she's my my, my childhood <laughs> neighbour on Watergate Street in Navon, watching Keeley's and hairdressers were, were neighbours there so tell her I was asking first
2: I will indeed she's your biggest fan you know uh, that she, she certainly is and she always talks about you fondly anyway Brian thank you for taking time to catch up with us today and pleasure. again wish you well my pleasure what a wonderful man Brian Bourne my God, look Look at the people he's working with there. Hasn't he achieved massively? He really has. And we do, I do again, wish him well. And uh, speaking about uh, a family doing well, best wishes to the Crosby family in Navin who opened Scoopalicious ice cream parlour in Preston Place yesterday. More lovely ice cream. Owen and Kieran Crosby are the third generation of Crosbys to open in the retail sector. In Navintown, third generation, following in the footsteps of Dad Brendan and their grandfather, who has a hardware store. For many years. So we wish the Crosbys well with Scoopalicious on Preston Place. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Thanks, Liam, for the tip off. Liam says there's a poem uh, by W.H. Auden called Stop the Clocks. And we've been talking about clocks being stopped when somebody dies in the house. And we've many interesting comments from you, and thank you for them. But the one that struck us in particular was the one that said the clocks are stopped to let people know when the person passed away. The poem was actually called Funeral Blues by W. H. Auden. And here it is. Stop all the clocks. Cut off the telephone. Prevent the dog from barking with a juicy bone. Silence the pianos and with muffled drum bring out the coffin. Let the mourners come. Let airplanes circle moaning overhead. Scribbling on the sky the message. He is dead. Put crepe bows round the white necks of the public doves. Let the traffic policemen wear black cotton gloves. He was my north, my south, my east and west My working week, my Sunday rest My noon, my midnight, my talk, my song I thought that love would last forever I was wrong The stars are not wanted now Put out every one Pack up the moon and dismantle the sun Pour away the ocean and sweep up the wood For nothing now can ever come to any good Isn't it lovely? W. H. Auden's words Stop All The Clocks. Thanks, Liam. It's a lovely piece. It really, really is. Louise, um, Cathy Marr with us a little while ago talking about the vaccinations for COVID, against COVID-19, opening up for 12 to 15-year-olds. And we have got a number of questions and they just came in right at the end of our chat with Cathy. But if I could paraphrase, there's a number of them. It's really around the HPV vaccine and COVID-19 vaccines. And you've been back on to Cathy there. Uh, Listeners are asking, can you have both? Uh, Another listener, a child had the HPV uh, a few weeks back or a couple of months ago. Can they have the COVID now? What did she say?
3: So there's absolutely no issue with either having them both at separate times or even both together. And it's the same with the flu vaccine as well. If someone gets the flu vaccine, they can get the COVID one too. There's no interlinking between them.
2: No issues there just to answer your questions. And thanks for sending them in to us. Oh, done, Doc. They fell just short last night, Louise. I thought we'd be talking to... uh, some of the players in that today they they saw were s- the
3: result of the penalty but after that uh, I didn't
2: see they got a penalty they went mm. 2-0 down which put the Dutch side in the driving seat they then led 4-2 but Dundalk got a penalty and it changed the game again and they had chances they really had chances I was listening to Adrian last night with John Flanagan and it just couldn't happen for them or didn't happen for them. They must Come be together. crestfallen today that they didn't go through. But there you have it. They put up a great show. Bohemians from the League of Ireland went out as well in Greece. Shamrock Rovers carried the hopes of the league. Now they go on to the final playoff round and they have quite a handy draw. Floor Tal in their playing. I think Rovers could make it into the group stages of that new European competition. It's a third competition. You have the Champions League, the Europa League and this now Europa Conference for weaker countries and a few clubs from the bigger nations as well Uh, but uh, anyway uh, Rovers go on and Eddie Joyce my good friend a Shamrock Rovers fan was on I was listening to the Dundalk fans yesterday on your show and they were all waxing lyrical about how well they did in Tala over the years well he said Rovers will be in Tala playing European football and Dundalk won't oh Eddie I shouldn't even have said that here I could be in trouble but anyway lovely to hear from you Eddie again this afternoon anyway uh, Brian Adams' story concludes after 3 Leon Blanche looks ahead to the sport but taking us to news weather and sport at 3 Yes, it's Coldplay and Viva la Vida. Now your riddle on Friday. Mr and Mrs Murphy have six daughters and each daughter has one brother. How many people are in the Murphy family? The answer is nine. Nine is the answer. Think about it. The six girls, one boy, the mam and the dad. The answer is nine. That's what I was looking for. And our little gift today from us on Late Lunch on LMFM is going to Tracy Connor in Fordstown. Well done to you, Tracy. And thanks to everybody who joined in the fun and sent us answers by WhatsApp or text. I'll have another riddle for you. Please God, this day week. Now, my artist of the week is Brian Adams. And I think I alluded to this over the week. He's been vegan, vegan for 32 years now. He quit eating meat and dairy back in 1989 and believes that it was the best thing he ever did. He'll be 62 soon and is fit and healthy and full of energy. They're his own words, I'm quoting him there. Perhaps another reason for his keeping fit and well is that he never married. Boom, boom. He did date Danish model Cecile Thompson for a number of years and has two daughters with his former PA Alicia Grimaldi. Yes, he has two lovely daughters and he loves them deeply. He really does. His musical prowess, as I said before, is simply outstanding and it's reflected in the vast array of accolades and awards he's accumulated over the years. I was just looking at some of them And this is only part of what he's been up for Three Oscars Fifteen Grammys Five Golden Globes Inducted into the Hollywood Walk of Fame Awarded the Queen's Golden and Diamond Jubilee Medals QE2 is a big fan Did you know that? Another thing that sets him apart Is most of his band members Have been with him since his solo career began back in 1979 It just shows you how close he is to them And it's testament to their longevity and folks, well, there's only one way to conclude my take on Brian Adams. Yes, here it is for you, his number one song of all time. I got my
1: first real six-string, bought it at the five and
2: dime. Voted as his number one song of all time, "Summer of '69," Mr. Brian Adams. On your Late Lunch, my Artist of the Week this Friday afternoon. And Brian Adams played Slane, he did, and I was there when he played Slane. And on Monday on Late Lunch, Slane, 40 years on, 40 years to the day since Thin Lizzy played Slane on Monday. And we have a massive feature on it on the show. If you have a memory of Slane, a story from Slane through the years... I want to hear from you. Tell me. Tell it to me on Monday or before Monday. Late lunch at LMFM.ie if you want to email us in over the weekend. Up next to finish the week on late lunch, it's Leon Blanche. It's Friday afternoon late lunch and we're looking ahead to a big weekend in sport. Yes, the Premier League is back and lots more besides with the communications manager from Boyle Sports, Leon Blanche. Hello, Leon. Good afternoon, Jerry. How are you? I'm good. Let's begin with GAA. Now we all know the Tyrone Kerry semi-final is put back a week at this stage. But the other semi-final, oh my word, what a mouth-watering tie it is. Dublin against Mayo, Leon, how do you see this one going?
5: Yeah, look, a repeat of last year's All-Ireland Final and obviously Dublin won that one by five points, but in the previous games there was only a solitary score between them. Um, going back to the last six or seven years, whenever they faced each other, there was even a couple of drawn games. Mayo had been good this year. I thought they were really good in the second half of the Connacht final against Galway. Dublin haven't really started yet, but they're into an All Ireland semi final. I think Owen Merchant will be a big, big plus for them across the back line. Um, Small, obviously John Small, he got 40 minutes in that Leinster final, so he, he should be ripe now for an All Ireland semi final. But the big question mark for me, Jerry, is Aiden O'Shea. Do they put him in, in the full forward line? Because I think he could cause some serious amount of damage. To the Dublin full back line, he's a six foot six foot four. He's a very powerful man. He looks very fit to me. He looks the fittest I've seen him in a long, long time. But I just still feel that Andy Moran is is is, or sorry, James Horn, excuse me, is going to play him, start him around the middle of the park. But I don't think that's his best position. I think he could get a lot more out of Aidan O'Shea in the full forward line. Dublin, on the other hand, I think they'll welcome back Dean Rock former Costello has really taken his chance this year. It's going to be a very tight game. Mayo are getting three points of a head start on the handicap. I'm a Dublin man, Gerry, but I don't know how this game is going to go. I'm a little bit worried. I have to say that. I think Mayo, and I wouldn't begrudge them, they've been a tremendous um, set of players. They're a real credit to their county to come back every single year. I'm hoping Dublin can just get over the line, but I'll tell you what, this is going to be one hell of a semi-final.
2: Interesting indeed, and really to look forward to. Now let's move to soccer. And tonight, the Premier League, the new season begins. Arsenal are at newly promoted Brentford. In a general sense, first, Leon, how do you see this league going? It's really a two-horse race. Is it Chelsea or City to win it?
5: Um, well, look, you know, you look at Man City. They've lost a couple of players, but they've brought in Jack Grealish, a hugely exciting talent. I think, Jerry, before the end of the transfer window, I think they'll get Harry Kane. I think they'll just bid enough money that Spurs will just have to accept. So you'd have to say City getting in Grealish and if they get Harry Kane, they are worthy favourites and the team that everybody has to beat. Lakaku, big signing for Chelsea. The one thing about Chelsea last season that let them down, didn't let them down in Europe, they went and won the Champions League, but in terms of some of the Premier League games, they missed too many chances. Timo Werner, he gets into great positions, but he doesn't take them. But Lukaku, he's a proven goal scorer. Chelsea let him go, what is it now, eight years ago. Now they're after paying nearly £100 million to get him back. But Lukaku will guarantee you 20-plus goals a season. So you'd have to say the two of them are very strong. I would also give a little mention to Liverpool, however, Jerry, because... They have Van Dyke, they have Gomez back. They're going to be able to play the likes of Fabinho and Henderson in their preferred roles in central midfield. There is talk about them signing um, Sanchez off Portugal, the midfielder, because they lost Ronaldo And they're also interested in an attacking player off Rennes. and His name escapes me now. I think 50 or £55 million. Pound. The winner will come from those three, but I think it's Man City's, Jerry. They just have such a good squad. And Guardiola, well, he made a boo-boo last year in the Champions League final by not playing a holding midfielder. Don't be surprised if City can go on and win that Champions League this year because that's the big one. That really is the one that Man City fans want.
2: A word about a couple of the standout games this weekend. City are at Spurs, ironically. Kane won't play. What about that one? How do you see that going?
5: Yeah, look, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's a very difficult start for Nuno Espirito Santo who came from Wolves. You've got to give it to Man City, even though last week they got beaten in I mean, the Community Shield. It doesn't really matter too much. However, I think Spurs, it's a big, big season for them, Jerry. And the manager didn't want to go to Spurs. The club didn't want the manager. They weren't each other's first choice. But now they're stuck with each other. So it's going to be a big, big task for Noon to see what he can deliver. And if he loses Harry Kane, which everybody expects he will, where's the goal going to come from? Kane has been in and around the Premier League top scorer for the last three or four seasons. For me, Jerry, I think Man City win, maybe 3-1. I think City will win this comfortably and lay down a bit of a marker to the rest of the league.
2: Leeds had a great year last year and Bielsa signed a new contract, keeps them there this year at least. They brought in a number of players, not high profile, but Man United. Salcher. he is a new deal as well. They've signed, they expect this year, they were close last year and you haven't even mentioned them yet. How will this go, Man United-Leeds?
5: Yeah, look, I'm telling you, Jerry. this is a big season for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. The board have backed him. They've given him a new three-year deal. They've signed Varane. They've signed Sancho. Big money, about 140 or 150 million between the two of them. So Solskjaer needs to win something. Leeds, they were a breath of fresh air to the Premier League. They go and attack. But last season, in this corresponding fixture, Manchester United tore them apart because Leeds just left so many gaps. Bielsa surely will not go with the same tactics once again. Otherwise, it's going to be a straightforward victory for the Red Devils. There's no love lost between these two clubs, Leeds and Man United. They don't really like each other that much. I think it's going to be an entertaining game. I think both teams will score. It's a big season, too, for Bruno Fernandes. Didn't really happen for him at the Euros. He had a good season, very good season last year for Man U. I think Fernandes will get on the score sheet, and I think the Red Devils will win, probably by a goal. But both teams, I think, will score in this one.
2: And finishing up today, let's bring it all back home with soccer. And because of European involvement, both local clubs are playing on Sunday. Drogheda take on Shamrock Rovers at uh, United Park. This is a big game for both clubs. Drogheda are in real trouble, I think, Leon.
5: Well, Jerry, you said it last week. And, I mean, look, maybe my heart was ruling my head going for the draw up in Derry. But they got well and truly beaten by three goals to nil. This is a huge game, Jerry. But I know Rovers—they'll have a trip coming back. However, the squad is just so strong. You'd have to fancy Shamrock Rovers in the current form of Drogheda United. There's just no reason to actually tip Drogheda. There's no, there's no form. Um, the players are suffering from confidence at the moment having started so well in the Premier League but it's all gone wrong and they're going to need to start picking up points sooner rather than later to halt this slide down the table but for me Shamrock Rovers to claim all three points at United Park
2: And Dundalk, they went so close last evening against Vitesse. They really kicked themselves that they didn't at least take the tie to extra time. But they're out of Europe. And when you look at the league table, they need points now. And they go to Derry. And Derry are in good form under new manager Rory Higgins.
5: Yeah, Rory Higgins. I mean, Vinnie Perth has words to uh, say about Rory with his departure um, in terms of the club. And obviously he was at Dundalk before. But now Vinnie Perth's got to get his men up. He's got to lift them off the floor, the European disappointment. But as you rightly alluded to, they need points if they want to try and get back into Europe next season. They obviously have a cup that if they go far in and win it, that gives them another angle. But the league is where you want to try and solidify your place in Europe. This is a tricky game, though, Jerry, because Derry, as you said, they're on, they're on a good run at the moment. They're picking up points all over the place. I'm going to go for a score draw. Too hard to pick a winner in this one.
2: Leon, thank you so much. Everybody looking forward to the uh, Big Soccer League beginning across the water this weekend and more besides. We'll talk to you this time next week. Have a great one, Jerry. Bye-bye. Liam Blanche there, Communications Manager with Boyle Sports. Lots going on in the sporting world this weekend. And reminding you again, on Monday on Late Lunch, we're dedicating the show to Slain 40 years on. 40 years ago on Monday, Thin Lizzy headlined Slain and, well, the rest is history. We'll be talking to a number of guests on the show and a fella called Henry, I think you know him, he'd know a thing or two, wouldn't he, about the concert at Slain? Yes, he would. If you have Slain memories, Slain stories, we want to hear them on Monday on Late Lunch. Late Lunch, Lunch at lmfm.ie. If you want to email us in over the weekend, anyway, thanks to our guests all week. Thanks so much, Louise Walsh well, Couldn't do this without her. Thanks to Billy, Louise, and to your listeners who join us every single day. We do appreciate your company. Eddie Caffrey's coming next with the drive. Have a safe weekend. Enjoy the break, and do come back and join us for a Slaying special on late lunch Monday at one thirty. We'll see you then. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drahada, Dundalk, and Cavan. Discover the all-new Renault traffic at Blackstone Motors and get a five-year warranty
5: and low APR with same-day business finance. Call our van specialist, Danny, today. See blackstonemotors.ie.
0: It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze
3: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash loss. That's plushcare.com slash loss.
4: Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to health care. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more
0: at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's.